0: Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I'm your host, James Orr, and this is a brand new episode of the ServingRealEstateInvestors.com podcast, webinar series, Substack, you know, whatever we've got going on with all this stuff here. And today I have a class that hopefully will be really helpful for you. Um, It is the class where I walk you through my process, the life cycle of a real estate investing class. So like, how do I come up with ideas, how do I um, work through like the um, getting it set up in Zoom, you know, getting it set up to publish, what do I do before I teach a class, what do I do after class, and so I'm going to walk you through all the steps I have, and then I'm undecided still, even as I record this as to whether or not I will show you like my actual notion checklist and and see how it goes so I think I will, but we will see how we go. So basically, this is what we're going to cover today. is the life cycle of a real estate investing class. So my workflow exists in Notion. Notion is kind of like a process, system, note-taking app for being able to stay organized with stuff. And so I have like this workflow where each class is its own object in a database. And then I work through this entire thing. So basically, I'm going to walk you through uh, what the process is before I teach the class. And then I will go through the stuff I do after I teach the class. And then I'll probably end up showing you my actual system so that you can understand what I'm talking about. But at least you'll understand like all the different steps in the workflow, the life cycle, the kind of process there. So the first thing is capture ideas. And ideas for me come from a whole bunch of different places. You know, if I'm out with a client, the client is telling me, you know, they've got questions about something. I'm like, oh, you know, we should do a class on that. We don't have a class on that. Then I will go ahead and write it down. Or if I'm reading a real estate investing book or listening to a real estate investing podcast or um, you know, see a news article about something and I'm like, oh man, they're explaining this all wrong. I really need to do an entire class on that. I will just capture the idea for a class. It doesn't have to be well formed. All I have to do is write down, you know, like where I came up with it, a little note or two about it, and I capture it in the database so that I have a list of possible classes to come up with and to teach in the future. Just like I'm doing with this series of classes, if I come up with something and I'm like, hey, you know, someone else has got a question about something, then uh, I go ahead and write that down as a possible class idea, and then I will do it. In fact, if I show you my stuff, you'll probably see some of those. So capture class ideas, that's step one. Then what I usually do, and you don't necessarily need to do this, but it's something I like to do, is I do a little bit of search engine optimization research To find out how popular is this idea, how many people are searching for it, is it something that people will want to like search for and find, and this doesn't have to be uh, true for you, you could actually decide to teach a class where no one is looking for it but you know that they need to know this like, you know, something about your particular marketplace or your particular kind of way that uh, people are buying houses or selling houses or investing in real estate in your particular market. Even if no one is searching for that, you should probably still teach a class if it's valuable and it's important for your guys. But then sometimes there's a class topic that is universally appealing. You know, how to buy real estate with nothing down is just an example where that is a very popular search engine kind of phrase that people are looking for. And if you end up teaching classes about that, you end up having a higher probability of people trying to search for and then find you and the stuff that you've made on that. So I like to do this early on and find out how popular is this? What's the one term I'm focusing on for SEO in order to focus in on that? Then from there, um, when I'm kind of moving through the process, I write the full class description. So like the things that got you to come on to this thing live. Oh, we got someone on live. Hey, Jim, how's it going? Um, and then so we've got uh, you know people coming on live to classes or they're listening to the podcast after the fact. These are the descriptions we use for those things. And I usually write those early on. And then what I do is I end up making the PowerPoint slide deck from the description. I'm like, OK, this is what I want to cover. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to focus on. And then once I'm done with that, then I usually write the PowerPoint presentation a little bit later. In some cases, I will be working on a PowerPoint presentation because that's where I wanted to go first, and then I'll come back and write the description from that. But most of the time, it's the other way around. I write the description before that because most of the time, I'm writing these class headlines and the class descriptions to include in the newsletter or include somewhere else before I actually get around to taking the, the full amount of time to go create the PowerPoint. So a lot of times, they're created beforehand. Uh, determine the class date, when I'm going to teach it, what time I'm going to teach it, who's going to be an instructor, which is mostly me at this point, and the location, whether I'm doing a webinar, I'm doing something live in person. And so I have the ability to go ahead and track all that and keep track of where I did stuff and who taught it and and all that different things. Uh, Then I go create the Zoom webinar, especially if I'm going to be teaching the uh, the class live via Zoom. I'll go create a link, create the Zoom webinar. That way I have the link for it and I'll save that into the database as well. Then I usually create the header and cover images on Canva. I've got like this, I don't know, informal theme, you guys have probably seen it, where it's uh, like my logo with a color scheme that I've got for doing that. I just have a template that I use and then I create the cover in Canva to do that. Once I got the cover then I it's time, I've got the cover, I've got the description, I've got the date and time, who's instructing it, on the uh, link for the Zoom thing, then I can go to Meetup and I can actually post it because I've got all the stuff I need to post it to Meetup. And so I'll usually go in there. And the way that I set up Meetup, as I explained before, is I set up the template for all the classes in advance so that it repeats every week or whatever time period you're doing stuff. And then I'll go and I'll edit that particular one for that day and I'll change it to be the class description that I just wrote. Um, I'll change it, uh, you know, if I'm doing a different instructor or a different time, I'll usually upload the image for the Canva header um, so, that's got all that on their meetup. Then, once I've got the meetup one, I use the meetup one to post to bigger pockets. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not bigger pockets is effective as a means of finding people. I do get like a onesie twosie thing from that, uh, which is probably worthwhile now that I say that out loud. But it is not like this super powered thing where if you post up on there, you're going to get a, a whole bunch of traffic, which, you know, that, that's probably a good thing just to think about in general that this is a business of onesie twosies anyway. Of trying to attract, you know, one guy here, one gal here, you know, one girl, one gal, one guy here from another source, and so it's a lot of like, you know, doing work repeatedly in order to get the rogue one person showing up, or two people showing up, or three people. But if you do a hundred different ones, reminds me of the story from Dan Kennedy. But if you do a hundred different ones, then you've got you know the chance of a hundred different people showing up. So probably still worth doing. Uh, then I usually post it to Eventbrite, which is another service for uh, kind of like organizing online events. Uh, then I create the PowerPoint presentation after I posted all the ads. And then I create handouts based on the PowerPoint presentation if I'm going to do handouts. And then I teach the class. So this is the like before teaching the class process. This is what I then do afterwards. So I teach the class. I usually record the class. Once the class has been recorded, I'll export any attendees from Zoom to like the Substack. So I'll download those as a PDF and I'll make sure that they get added to Substack if they're not already added. I'll save the files from the recording to Dropbox so that I have a backup copy in Dropbox and I have a naming convention for doing that. Then I save the files from Dropbox also into Notion so that each database record of the class has all the stuff related to the class, including the, you know, the Canvas stuff, the PowerPoint slide deck, the, um, the videos, the audio, like all that stuff gets saved to Notion as well. So it's all in there. Then I take and I upload the file from Dropbox to Vimeo so that I have a video publishing platform. You could replace that with um, YouTube if you wanted to. Um, I just happen to pay for Vimeo. I like it. It works well for me, but uh, it's a paid service. You probably could use uh, YouTube and be able to do it that way. So upload it to Vimeo. Um, Then I also upload the audio, the MP3 file, to a service called Publitio, or however you pronounce it, but it's uh, Publit.io. And um, that allows me for when I publish the podcast to all the different cities, that's what I use in order to help with that process. So you may not even have that step in your process. Uh, Then I publish to the Real Estate Financial Planner blog, if it's appropriate. I don't publish everything to there, but there's some stuff that gets published to there. Then I usually publish the audio to the city's podcast. So I go and I publish all those. Then I usually publish it to the Substack blog. and The Substack blog is also my email distribution list. So if I were Doing email separately, I'd have a separate uh, kind of process or checklist for doing that. And then I usually publish it to UpCoach, which is the coaching program. So the class content I'm creating, it's not like I'm creating different class content for the coaching program versus what you guys are getting via the podcast or via Substack. It's just the delivery schedule is different. So for the UpCoach one, you get everything all at once. For the paying part of Substack, you get everything all at once. For the podcast, you get stuff but like I'm teaching five classes a week for real estate investors and they only get one per week. So right now, if I taught a class this morning, which I just taught a class right before this, um, that will be published in February of 2024 at this point. So it's delayed by whatever it is, seven months, and it's getting longer and longer. At some point, it's going to get to the point where it's like, hey, we're already a year out. Um, I probably should change up something and figure out what I'm going to do with that. So I don't know, maybe I'll teach less classes or something. I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. All right, so this is sort of the workflow to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stop sharing my screen for one second. So, and I will turn this off, and then I will go grab the window for this, and I will share my screen again. All right, so this is what I'm talking about. Um, You can now see my actual workflow process. And so this is the section. This is basically a database of all the different classes. These are different class ideas that I have. Um, I keep track of whether I've taught it, whether I've not started it, uh, the description of what I plan to teach in there. Uh, my priority for teaching it, the five gorillas means teach it right away. Um, the Otherwise it's stars as to how priority I should do it. And then who the audience is, whether it's you know the serving real estate investor group or the real estate investor class that I'm teaching there. And so I do that. And then once I check this off, it moves to the next section. So these are all in the SEO research phase and it shows me the class date when I'm planning on teaching it. If I have an SEO keyword picked out, I have yet to do the research for all these. And then um, you know the class title and what I'm doing. So you can get an idea of how this works. Then when I check off the box, it moves down to the next one where I write the class description. And these are just ones that I already know everything else before here. It's just a series of uh, classes that I've got queued up to do. It's the Monday series of, is it better to pay off your properties early? Is it better to put 20% down? Is it better to do Nomad versus 20% down? It's better to buy an owner-occupant. So I have a whole series of classes that are coming and I have a whole bunch of placeholders because you'll see in a second, I, I kind of do my calendar out when I do planning. And then determine the date, time, class instructor. It's a lot of the stuff you already have done, but you can do class date, whether it's going to be webinar, taught in person, and who's teaching it, and all the stuff that's already queued up for those. Oh, for me, I also have different icons. So the little blue... Upside down triangle is REFP. It actually spells out the words REFP if you ever look at it long enough. And then the uh, purple kind of like um, trophy looking thing is the Serving Real Estate Investor logo. And so you can easily tell which class they're for by looking at that logo there and there. Um, Then when you check check them off here, for example, I'll just do one so you can just see. So you check one off here and then it moves down into the Create Zoom webinar so that you know that that's now in that stage of the process that we're working through. And then I go in here and I do, you know, Different things, and I can apply. Not intending to show you like all the detail, but you can just get a feel for like this. And I have a template for who's it for and when I'm doing it and all that other stuff. So you can kind of just get a feel for how the process works. And they close that down. And then so you can do that. And then I usually make the header Canva cover, which I talked about already. And then I upload the cover here and I also upload it to the uh, internal part of it as well. Then I post it to Meetup. Once I check this off, it goes down here and it's post to Meetup. Post to Pockets, and I have the link to all the different things and some notes about what I should be doing on there. Post to Eventbrite. Create the PowerPoint presentation. You can see all those. Create any handouts. Teach the class. So for example, I just taught Deal Alchemy this morning. So that's been taught. And this is the class I'm in right now. So my process, Lifecycle of Real Estate Investing class, I'm teaching that right now. So check that off. And then I'll go export the you know guys from Substack and save the files for this, for doing that. Save the files for Notion. Upload to the video. And I, I just drag and drop the files right into here and it saves it into the, um, the Notion database. So that I have backups. Because I don't know, once you cr- start creating classes, you really want to make sure that you don't lose them that you have backup copies, you know exactly what you taught, you know exactly where the PowerPoint files are, you know exactly where your audio files are, your video files. And so I both do a directory structure in Dropbox for each class. And then I also have this. So it's sort of like done both ways. Uh, upload video, upload the Publito or whatever it's called. Upload, uh, publish it to the RAFE blog, then do the city podcast, sub blog, and then the upcode. So you can get a feel of like how it works and um, what's happening there. So that's all I got for you. Thanks very much, Jim, for showing up. You know, I don't have very many people show up live. We do have a bunch of people listening to the uh, podcast and to the audio and to the videos, but uh, very few people showing up live for these classes, which is what it is. So that's how we go. So thanks for coming on. Uh, This has been James Orr. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye for now.